The Start Your Own Business Podcast. Hear inspiring startup stories and get reliable expert advice on how to start your business and get off to the best possible start. Brought to you by Startup Donut, helping small businesses succeed. Hello and welcome. I'm Chloe Thomas, best-selling author and host of the award-winning e-commerce master plan podcast. It is a real privilege to be a part of this brand new podcast, which is packed with practical advice intended to help you to successfully set up a new business and get off to a great start. We want to help you to save time and money when starting your business and avoid some of those common pitfalls. This is the Start Your Own Business podcast by Startup Donut in association with the Federation of Small Businesses. And I cannot think of two more brilliant organisations, more perfect organisations to turn to if you want information when starting or running your own small business. Now, throughout the series, we've been answering key startup questions and hearing from people who've started their own business, people who've been there and done it. This is the last episode in this first series, and we're talking about how to look after yourself better as you start your business. Now, before we meet our guest and learn both why and how to stay healthy amongst the pressures of launching a business, please do check out our sponsors. This series of the Start Your Own Business podcast is brought to you by Startup Donut in association with the Federation of Small Businesses. Running your own business is exciting. You've got a great idea, the ambition to succeed and lots of questions about how you can make your business a success in tough times. That's why the Federation of Small Businesses is behind you every step of the way, whatever your ambitions. FSB is proud to be the leading voice of 5.8 million small businesses and self-employed people like you across the UK, working to promote and protect your interests. With 24-7 legal support, nationwide virtual networking events, market-leading benefits and a powerful voice heard in governments, FSB are by your side so you can get it right from day one. The new Startup Hub has everything you need to know about starting a business, including business law basics, finance fundamentals and how to secure your first sale. From startup to scale up, start your business journey with FSB. Find out more and download the free startup guide today by visiting fsb.org.uk forward slash start. It's time to introduce our startup expert, Christine Husbands. Christine is the Managing Director of RedArc, which provides advice and emotional support to help people better cope with illness, disability, trauma and bereavement. RedArc provides FSB care to members of the Federation of Small Businesses facing a serious physical or mental health condition, and it gives free access to an experienced general or registered mental health nurse. Running a small business can be highly demanding and it can make you feel isolated. So Christine joins us to offer tips on how to safeguard your mental and physical health when starting and running your own business. Hello, Christine. Hello. It's very good to have you here. How did you get into working with small businesses? Well, as you say, I am Managing Director of Red Arc and we have provided the service to the FSB for over 10 years now. So we have a lot of experience of working with small businesses, small business owners, and really get to understand some of the challenges that small business owners and people working in small businesses face. What do you find are kind of the big ones for people? What are what are the dangers which which hopefully we can help some of the people listening today avoid as they start their startup journey? 
Well, I guess it goes without saying, but I'll say it anyway. Being a small business owner um, means that you are often very isolated. You don't have the support mechanisms in place generally that you have in a large organization. You don't have a human resources department, for instance. You don't have a department for health and well-being or whatever it might be. So a lot of that infrastructure that you have in larger organizations just isn't there within a small organization. So this business owner, often the founder, maybe even a sole trader, has to organize and sort all those things out themselves. And clearly, as a business grows and they um, take on employees, which is great, the business is growing, but those responsibilities escalate. And really, I think the business owner finds themselves having to be responsible for so many different things to ensure the business runs smoothly, apart from just doing the job, whatever that is that they've set the business up to achieve. So it's very demanding, very uh, wide ranging, and therefore, I guess, very stressful for a lot of people. And you mentioned there about the isolation side of things. So how can how can someone who's starting up their business, how can they they find that additional support with from other people? How do they avoid becoming the lonely entrepreneur? Well, yeah, I mean, I think everybody's situation is very different. But if we just think about um, the fact that somebody could be quite isolated, it's really important to try and connect with others, whether that's through associations, uh, whether that's through um, some sort of mentor, other friends who might run their own businesses. Um, trying to connect with other people doesn't have to be in the same business arena. It doesn't even have to be someone who's got their own business, but connecting with other people, having someone you can talk things through with, having someone you can socialize with to to have that downtime as well. So it's really about connections. And I think given uh, the situation we've been in over the last year or so, that's never been more important to to try and connect wherever possible with people in whatever way that that is able to be done. Do you advise uh, kind of online networking groups as well as the face-to-face types? Yeah, I mean, we advise whatever um, whatever works for the individuals, uh, whatever's possible and really kind of meets their own personal preferences. Uh, some people really want to connect face-to-face um, and others are happy with the online. But if there's no other option, then I think really a good mixture is really helpful. But it's really about whatever works for the individual. If it's um, maybe, you know, a, a, a video call once a month or something and that individual thinks it's just really not me, well, well, that's fine. There may be a different way for them. But everybody is different. So it's it's trying to suggest lots of different ways of connecting that would hopefully meet the, the preferences um, of the individual and make it a pleasurable experience. I think it's something which we're we're finding in a lot of these these conversations we're having in this series is that a lot of those early stages of business are about finding out what works for you. Yeah. So it, it's trying out different networking groups, trying out different Facebook groups and LinkedIn groups to find the one which gives you what you want. The same as as we've been saying in some of the other episodes about trying out different social media or different marketing methods or different web approaches. It, it it's very much kind of just because the first time you go networking doesn't work, it doesn't mean it's not going to help you in the future. I mean, a different group would, would help. Yeah, I completely agree. And I also would say that it takes time. 
the first session might be pretty daunting, but it does take time to build that up and it build up those connections. And you find out that, well, this particular individual is really good at that sort of thing, but that particular individual has had some really ex good experience in that sort of thing. So this takes a long time. And obviously, you have as much to offer as, as, as your colleagues are, as your um, fellow networkers. So it does take time. So it's one of those things that that, that has to be kind of invested in, I guess. Yeah, there's there's so many different ways for connecting with other people going through similar, th going through starting up a business. You know, you don't have to feel lonely, do you? But, but you mentioned, um, you know, kind of some other bits and pieces and about becoming kind of feel, feeling overwhelmed and losing track of, of what's going on. So have you got any advice around how we can avoid those kind of, you know, keep the stress to a, to a reasonable level and avoid the overwhelm scenario? Well, we've talked about connecting with others, which obviously is an important one. So I, w I won't go through that again. Um, I think, you know, what we advise a lot is thinking about uh, what's in con your control and what isn't what you can deal with and what, what you can't and what you just have to accept. And so obviously the pandemic we're being through, um, or should I say still going through, um, is an example of that. There are things of that that we, much of it we can't control and there are many, many consequences, not least of which affecting small businesses. But I mean, it's trying to work with whatever the um, whatever the situation is, I guess. And I know that's extremely difficult for small businesses. So it's controlling what you can control. Obvious things like not trying to take on too much, taking on as much as, again, you can control and that you can manage. And I think it's really, really important that um, the business owner really thinks about looking after themselves physically and mentally because that's the only way they're going to be in good shape to manage that business and all of the challenges that are thrown at it at it at them should I say sorry um, <laughs> so it's really about making sure that the business owner looks after their own health and well-being so, Christine, what you're saying there, which may come as a surprise to some people, some of the people listening, is you're talking about both the mental and the physical well-being. And I think often gym time and doing some exercise is something that gets squeezed out in the in the maelstrom of uh, of crazy startup life. So, what what would you say to advise someone, you know, to someone who's who's considering not bothering with the exercise and the healthy eating side of things? Why is it so important we carry on doing that when we're doing a startup? Well, there's a little phrase that we use, which I quite like, and it says, make time for your wellness, otherwise you'll be forced to make time for your illness. So, you know, that's really very much talking about prioritising your wellness, which I know is very, very hard when you've got a mountain of things that need doing, lots and lots of priorities pulling at you. However, it doesn't have to be going to the gym or spending lots and lots of time doing some sort of physical activity if that's what you do. It doesn't have to be as such a big commitment at that, but it's thinking about how you can build in time for yourself, whether it's physical exercise, and obviously physical exercise is a good thing, but it's not for everybody, and also not everybody's capable of some levels of exercise. So we've got very different capabilities, and the last thing we would do is suggest that people should suddenly start taking up vigorous exercise when they're not used to it. So once again, it's about what's right for the individual. It's about finding something that 
you enjoy doing, you feel fulfilled by doing, energized by doing, whether that's just a nice walk for 15 minutes at lunchtime, whether it's just going and sitting in the garden and pottering if if you're not feeling that you are able to do anything vigorous, whether it's attending an online yoga class in the evening or whatever it might be. And again, it doesn't have to be physical exercise, but physical exercise generally gives you the opportunity a lot of the time to get outdoors. And again, one of the things that we talk about a lot is the importance of light, daylight. Even on a sunny day, sorry, even on a cloudy day, it doesn't have to be a sunny day. The light, the daylight is very, very good for our well-being and our mood. There's some talk about um, really going out within two hours of getting up is most beneficial. But again, it doesn't have to be running around the park or anything. It can be a gentle walk or just some time outside. I met someone um, not not that long ago. Um, actually, no, it must have been a long time ago because it was it was pre-lockdowns. Um, but I met, met someone for a meeting who who always parked a mile away from every meeting in order to be to force themselves to do some exercise. Do you know just the walk from the car? Which I just thought it's such a simple thing. You know, park at the back of the supermarket car park. And you'll just get that extra bit of fresh air. So, so like you said, it doesn't have to mean going to the gym for two hours a day. No. So I think it's about doing things that you find nourishing. Uh, Exercise clearly has other um, impacts on you, but doing things that find nourishing for you and give you that that, that rest and that self-care. Because as I said before, you've got if you don't look after your wellness, unfortunately um the consequences would be much more much worse and and, um have to deal with ill health um and you're not going to be in a good position to to lead your business effectively if you're not in good shape so it might seem selfish it might seem low down the priority list but it's really important to prioritize some time for yourself but again it's what's right for you rather than a prescribed uh level of activity Yes, Christine, because clearly, you know, when, when we join, when we're part of a startup, when we're starting our own business, it's all on us. So we almost have an even greater responsibility than normal to keep ourselves healthy and well. Yet the crazy thing is so often people don't. So, um, so let's not try and scare the listeners a little bit here, but, you know, you deal with a lot of people who haven't looked after themselves. What what can happen if someone isn't putting the time and effort in now to make sure they're keeping themselves healthy in order to keep their business healthy? Well, um, a lot of serious ill health can come about by not looking after ourselves properly, not eating well, not taking some form of exercise, not getting um, good nourishment and therefore poor sleep, mental ill health, depression, stress, anxiety, ultimately lead to burnout, even in extreme situations, some form of breakdown. So, you know, we all know we've been working very, very hard, our effectiveness diminishes. So it's a real conundrum really between wanting to do the best for your business to put as much effort as you can in but balance that about looking after yourself and I know it's really tempting to 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 push and push and push particularly in the early days when there's so much to do and you 
you know, probably a lot at stake. There may well be money invested that you really want to make sure that you can get that payback for. So it's really um, trying to find a way through that, that that just balances it. And again, connecting with others and talking it through with others who you trust can help challenge you at times and say, right, I think it's time, you know, you're sure you're okay. I think you know, I've noticed that you, you're you not as on the ball as you were. I think, it's, you know, so having that good relationship with others to help you manage that can really help. Because sometimes you get you can get so consumed in what you're doing that you don't even notice your own deterioration. Or you, or you actually, you know, coming at this from the business perspective, you don't even realise that you're working on things that are no longer paying off for you. Yeah. You know, you get into the habit of I'm doing this because I always do this and you've not taken a step back and gone, actually, that's not, my business has changed. That's not delivering for me anymore. I should stop doing that. Take the time back, take the, the budget back and go and spend it on something more more useful. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that's quite good if you get a chance to walk or maybe even if you're driving to to a workplace or, as you say, parking a, a mile away, that reflection time, stepping back from it is often a really helpful just balancing check to go, hang on a minute, no. I know I really wanted that absolutely beautifully perfect, but actually, does it matter that much? Is it really worth all that extra effort? It's having that time to reflect can be really helpful. You just to constantly ask yourself, is this what I should be doing? Does this need to be any better? Have I got the data back from customers? Because it's it's one of the, I, mean, I certainly see it in my line of work, I suspect you do as well, Christine, is, is seeing someone who's put a huge amount of effort into something before even understanding whether the customers want it or not. Oh, yeah, because I think... Usually small business owners have set a business up because they're really, really good at a skill or they really care strongly about something. So they're really passionate. It's much, much more than just a job. So, you know, they've got so much invested in it. And I mean, um, personal investment, I'm not talking about money particularly, so much invested in it and really wanted to succeed that they become but sometimes quite obsessed. And it, it's that stepping back and taking stock and saying, actually, is this the right best use of my effort or is good, close enough, good enough? And in some situations, I think that sometimes is. Yeah, sometimes you just have to kind of edit yourself, don't you? Go, actually, hold on. <laughs> we could be, what, what am I doing right now? Um, so, Christine, with everything we've been talking about so far, kind of like the, the thing which is omnipresent but unmentioned, I suppose, is the need for a work-life balance, something which, you know, business people and health experts have talked about for a very long time, but which we all know is very hard to achieve. So have you got any any tips, any advice, any ways of, of trying to create it and maintain it that you've seen work for people that you'd like to recommend to our listeners? Yes, it's clearly really important. Um, I think that it's really important to try to treat yourself as though you would the same way you treat an employee. So making sure they take good breaks, making sure that they set boundaries between work and pleasure, if you like, that that they have a sensible length of a working day. Those of us who are working for organisations, there is legislation around the number of working hours, etc. So it's thinking about making sure that you do the same for yourself. So try and set boundaries between your home life and your work life. If you um, if you happen to work from your home, try and have a separate area that you close at the end of the day and leave until the next morning. 
try to make sure you have those rest days, those days at the weekend or other rest days, depending on your schedule. So it's very much about that balance. Back to, but not repeating, about making sure you're looked after and you get proper rest because, again, without that, you continue to become more and more exhausted. So it's setting boundaries. It's setting a routine. A routine is generally very good for most people um, so that they know uh, when you're working and when you're not working. Uh, your family, again, know that, that you're not at work on a Friday afternoon or a Saturday or whatever it might be. What I love about that, Christine, about talking about those boundaries is that it's really clear that there's something we have to proactively set. We can't just hope work-life balance will happen. We've got to go, actually, I'm not working weekends. I'm not working after seven o'clock at night. And this is how I'm going to make that happen. So it's something we have to kind of force ourselves to do, isn't it? We have to be very proactive in this. I guess so. And I think it can be really tempting on a lot of fronts to, to skip things or to just work that extra uh, weekend or that extra Saturday morning or what have you. And I think it really is a juggling act for small business owners to, to, to think, well, actually, no, I'm not going to do that on Saturday. I'm going to have the weekend off versus getting the job done. And I'm not underestimating for a minute how difficult that is. But I think it's all back to prioritising looking after yourself and thinking about, would I ask an employee to do that? Would I ask an employee to work seven days a week? Hopefully not. So why would you do it to yourself? So it's about treating yourself in the same way as you would um, an employee, prioritising yourself in the same way. What you're saying rings very true for me. You know, a few years ago, I found I was working kind of seven days a week and just went, this is, this isn't crazy. I'm going to burn out. So I, so I took the step again, right. I'm going to stop myself from working weekends. And everyone listening, it was incredibly painful for the first month because I said yes to so many things and I had to try and squeeze them into Monday to Friday. But what it led to me doing was one, I became a happier, healthier person, but also it made the business better because I was making better decisions about what I would do and wouldn't do because I put those constraints around it. Mm -hmm. So it, it kind of just helps on all fronts, doesn't it? It just makes you better and it makes your business better. So boundaries, I think, is a is a top recommendation. Yeah, it's really important. And, and it's like a lot of things. Sometimes some of the things you do, like just align it to decorating. The worst part in the world is all the preparation and getting the walls rubbed down properly to start with or whatever. And you can tell I'm not an expert. But once you've done that properly and put that investment in, the actual other part, the actual finishing touches are much better. And I think similarly with other areas of business, it's really important that you put that investment in. It's very tempting to skip to get a better result. And I think it's exactly the same with the boundaries and the managing of yourself, investing yourself and, and the job will be a better job in the, in, the, in the long run and you'll be better to do it. So very, very true. And I think the other thing you said uh, in that work-life balance piece that I thought is, is a bit which is often missed by people is the routine element of it. So as your family and your friends know you're, you don't work on these times and you do work on those times because that makes it so much easier to stick to your boundaries if people aren't trying to make you not. And also if your customers know that they're not going to get hold of you on a Sunday they won't expect to get hold of you on a Sunday. So you'll feel that, that bit better not being there. Exactly. Yeah. It's just trying to be a little bit brave and set those boundaries 
sensibly so everybody knows where they are, including you. Exactly. Yeah. Because then you know, you kind of discipline all around. Um, and Christine, in this world of always on tech and, you know, social media and, and people, you know, having stuff on their phones and all the rest of it, is there any advice you've got around boundaries around the technical side of things and the social side, social media side of things to help people? Because I think that that creates a, a false pressure to be always available. Again, it's the same thing, really. It's boundaries. So if you have maybe a separate phone for work and a separate phone for home, leave the work phone in your study. Um, try not to check it in the evening or on weekends or whatever your non-working time is. Maybe make sure, perhaps not with customers, but with people that you work with or say, well, look, if it's absolutely desperate, text me or ring me on my other phone, but otherwise I'm not going to look. Because the number of times that, I mean, I've done it myself, and you pick up the phone in the evening and you look at something and you go, oh, goodness. Then you don't sleep or you try and sort it out. And um, really, again, it's it's back to boundaries. I just think they're so important um, between just sort of separating work and home because always on just doesn't, you just don't get a break. And, and we know that's not healthy. Indeed, it's not. And uh, you work with a lot of different small businesses and big businesses too. Are there any really common mistakes that we've we've not covered that we should be telling uh, our our new startups to avoid? I think uh, it's routine, it's boundaries, it's um, not being too hard on yourselves, trying to do everything, um, and not looking after yourself. I think. That sums it up really um, simply, and just a few. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, that's that's good. We've got you covered, everyone. We've covered off those key things you need to do to make sure that you're looking after yourself for your own long-term success and your business's long-term success. So before um, we we wrap up this bit of our chat, Christine, what's the key thing the listeners should take away from this podcast? If they only take one thing, what's the key message? I think the key message for me is you are number one priority here because without you being on top form, everything else doesn't function as it should. So you're the key priority. Oh, that's a brilliant summing up. I love it. Okay, Christine, before we say goodbye, could you let the listeners know a little bit more about FSB Care, please? So FSB Care is a service that's free of charge to any members of the Federation of Small Businesses. And what this service provides is access to a nurse, a dedicated nurse for each member who may find themselves suffering from ill health, whether that's physical or mental health. And the nurse is there to help the person through it. So they're there long term, one to one, speaking on a regular basis on the phone, helping people through a period of ill health and hopefully back to, to full health as quickly as possible. Sounds like a brilliant service. So thank you for telling us about that one, Christine. And thank you for all the tips and advice you've given in this episode. I really hope we've helped uh, those listening to avoid these common pitfalls. It's been, uh, it's been, I think, one of the most powerful episodes we're putting out there in this series. So thank you for being on. It's my pleasure. So some priceless information in this episode uh, for you. This is the sort of thing which I wish I'd known before I started my any of my businesses because it it feels you can feel like you should constantly be doing something and there's you know and it, 
there's never enough time to get everything done. That's something which never goes away. However long you're in business, I mean, you should see the list of things I could do to improve my business. It's crazy. And the thing is, the, the you know, success comes from picking the right things to do, which includes putting in place, just like Christine was saying, putting in place those boundaries, giving yourself the permission to take the break, to do the exercise, to look after yourself. Because like she says, you are the number one priority in your business. And if you're not fit, healthy and performing at your best, your business is not going to do the same either. And neither are your team. And you're not going to be delivering great, great service for your customers, which means your business is isn't going to grow and thrive. So get into these good habits on day one. It's totally possible and it will help you build a better, stronger business. Now you can get the notes from this episode and links to all those juicy free resources we mentioned at startupdonut.co.uk forward slash podcast. That's donut spelt D-O-N-U-T. And there you will find a wealth of advice and guides to help you launch and grow. As you know, this series is here to hold your hand through setting up and launching your new business. So if you've been enjoying the series, please spread the word and tell anyone else you know who's setting up a business right now. This is the final episode in this series, but we will be back with more episodes in the future. So here's a couple of important ways to make sure you don't miss out on series two. Now, in whichever podcast player you're listening to us in, so maybe that's Apple Podcasts or Spotify or something else, hit the subscribe button. That means you'll be alerted as soon as we put another episode live. And head to startupdonut.co.uk forward slash podcast and sign yourself up to our email updates. That way we can let you know as soon as we know when the second series will be coming. So you'll be all ready to dive in and listen. Thank you to FSB for making this whole series possible. And don't forget to download their free startup guide. Details coming up in a moment. Running your own business is exciting. You've got a great idea, the ambition to succeed, and lots of questions about how you can make your business a success in tough times. That's why the Federation of Small Businesses is behind you every step of the way, whatever your ambitions. The FSB Startup Hub has everything you need to know about starting a business, including business law basics, finance fundamentals, and how to secure your first sale. From startup to scale up, start your business journey with FSB. Find out more and download a free startup guide today by visiting fsb.org.uk start.